We were at the top of Daf Kafhem a bit. We were talking about the uh, Tzadikim being compared to both an Erez and a Tamar. Right? Tzadik Hadamar Yifrach, Erez Babano Yisgeh. So we gave him ex- so Kafhem a bit. So we gave an explanation that the uh, we need both of the Psukim because the Tamar ain't Gizo Machlif. But an Erez Gizo Machlif, like the shoot or the trunk sort of like gets regenerated. So Gemara says, um, one second, mm-hmm, I'll please. Bar says about five lines down the Hatanya. But we looked at the bright, is that true? Oh sorry, but Erez Gizomachlif? Is it true that the Erez has its trunk to be regenerated? The Hatanya, but we learned to the Bright though, as follows. This is Gemara now, and this is in Baba Batra. And the idea here is if you're purchasing wood to cut off from a tree, so the halacha is if you're only purchasing the wood, you have to leave some of the trunk so the tree can continue to, dr- to grow. So how much do you have to leave behind? Because you haven't purchased the whole tree, just the wood. So the, it tells us in the bright that if somebody purchases a tree from his fellow to cut it off, to cut the branches and the wood, he has to allow it to be raised off the ground one tefach. And then he can cut for a sycamore tree, uh, it's two tefachs. A different type of, I guess, uh, uh, and, and I think that seven hashikma means a shikma that's already been cut before. Tula means a, a sycamore never been cut before. So three tefachs. For uh, like reeds and vines, from the it's called the knot and above. I don't know exactly what it is uh, and above. And notice here it's putting the uh, the dekel, which is the tamar, right? The day palm and the eras, the cedar. They're putting them together. He can he digs underneath and can uproot it completely. Why? Because the geza does not get replaced. So you see that I guess the idea there is. It make a difference. Once you cut it off at all, it's never going to grow back, and therefore, it doesn't make a difference how much you take. You can just uproot the whole tree. You can have the whole thing. That must have been the deal. <clears throat> but the point that you see here is that the Erez is, uh, uh, it says, Gizo Machlif. Right? So we were asking, we said, the Erez Gizo Machlif? That's what, that seems not. Mar says, Hachmaeskinan. What are we dealing with here? Bisha'ar Mine Arazim. We must be dealing with the other types of Arazim, not the one we were mentioning. I guess the one that Patsuk mentions. But uh, there are other types of cedar trees. Kedav Rabba Barhuna. Like Rabba Barhuna tells us, Amar Rabba Barhuna, Asara Mine Arazim. There's actually 10 types of cedar trees. Shemar says in Yeshayahu, Ateba Mibar Erez, Shita, Behadas, Bogomer. So you can look up the Patsuk. There's all these different trees listed. And apparently, the Erez is the cedar. Shita is the uh, cypress, I think. Hadassah is the myrtle, and the point is that um, they're all types of arazim. They're all types of arazim, and I guess uh, the other ones, the, the gez is not machlif, but the classic eras, I guess it it is. The classic cypress is uh, is machlif. Okay, fine. Now back to our discussion. So there's a story with uh, Rabbi Lezer who declared the 13 fasts and uh, reigned in the cup. So uh, people started to leave the shul. They kind of gave up. So he said, "What? You uh, prepared graves for yourselves? Like you're giving up? Like you're like, digging yourselves graves? Like you're done?" They all burst out crying. The and they started to rain. 
Okay, so another example where, like, sort of when people got, like, that bottom, like, that, that, that lowest point, that's when the rain actually comes. So, Rabbi gets in front of the Tzibor, he says the 24 brachot of the Shemana Esri, like we learned about in the Tani Tzibor, and the, he was not answered. Who was the student went after him? The Amarni said, "Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king. We have no king like you." It's like we have for Avinu Malkeinu, right? Avinu Malkeinu, l'ma'amcha rachem aleinu. Like for your sake, have mercy on us. We are duk shamim, and it rained. The Mar says, "Whoa, Habu Maran and the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan was murmuring, like what's going on here? Rabbi Akiva was answered. Rabbi Lazar wasn't. Rabbi Lazar, the Rabbi, he wasn't answered. Yatsa Bakol ve'Amra Bakol came out and said, 'Lo mi peshezegadol mizeh.' It's not because this one's greater than that. One's not like Rabbi Akiva's greater than Rabbi Lazar in learning or anything like that. Ela shezem ma'avir al midotav is a enum ma'avir al midotav. The difference is Rabbi Akiva is ma'avir al midotav. Ma'avir al midotav means that he basically uh, doesn't care about his honor in the sense that." When someone insults him, then he is willing to just let it go. And again, Rabbi Lezer isn't the person who just lets it go. And the Dafka, the person who lets it go, that's the person who's going to be answered by Hashem. <coughs> okay. Now, so at what point when the rain falls does the tibor stop the fast? Now we sort of learned that a little bit about that earlier, and we'll see a little more about that, that, that uh, today. But uh, we're asking a slightly different question: How much rain has to fall before we say, "Okay, that's enough rain, and we can stop the fasting"? So the first answer is Kamale Rabbi says it's the uh, the the the. Yeah. The whole um, length of the plow, meaning that if the ground becomes soft enough from all the rain that you can sink the whole like blade of the of the of the plow into the ground, that's enough rain. Okay, that's Rabbi Meir. In a dry land tefach, okay, that's a, one tefach will be enough because it's like that. It's, a, it's done enough work to get a tefach done. It's good. The middle, whatever middle is, tefachaim two tefach. And ba'avuda in worked land, you've already like have been turning over the soil so the soil <coughs> is already soft shalosh tfachi maybe three tapachs Okay. Tanya, we learned the bride of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Ain lecha tefach milamala she'ain tohom yotzei legrato. He says there's no such thing as a tefach above that you sort of can dig down the tefach that you don't have the tohom, the depths, come up three tefachs. Three tefachs. What does that mean exactly? I don't really know. I guess it means that the underground springs sort of like also feed into the soil and so if once you can go one tefach down from the top apparently there's like three tefachs on the bottom that can then get it. Okay, now the Gemara says about Tanya Tvachaim, but we learned in the Bright that you have two Tefachs. Again, it says, Lokasha Kamba Abu Da once worked land was not worth life. So, not Tefachs, two Tefachs. If it's not worth it's worked land, two Tefachs. If it's worked land, one Tefach. All right. Now, Amr Abelazar, on this topic of the Tahom, when they pour the water on the Mizbeach, Amchag, and the, the Nusach is the libation on the Mizbeach, we especially do the Amchag, Amchukot, Tahom Omer Lachavero. So the Tahom, the depths, says to its fellow, to its friend, I don't know exactly what's going on here, it says, Like I'll make the water flow, I hear the sound of your two friends. And uh, Rashi, I think, points out that the two friends are the Nisuch HaMayim and the Nisuch HaYayin. So you have the two libations, the water and the, and the, and the, uh, and the, and the wine. So it's, uh, it's uh, the depths are going, oh, I, I hear what's going on up there. Like, it's coming down to greet us, so we'll come up with them. It says, Tahom el Tahom korei v'kol tinorecha. That one depth calls to the other depth for the sound of its tinor. Tinor means like pipes. So I guess that's the idea. It comes down to pipes. Okay. Anyhow. Amar Rabba. Rabba says, Ridididi chazili hai ridia dami la'igla. So Rabbi uh, Rabbi said, I saw a uh, ridya, 
Shoot, I forgot what Vreda means. Uh, that was similar. It looked like a calf. Um, one second. Ah, Rashi says, Oh, I saw a, uh, an angel. Okay, the angel that's uh, the, actually uh, over the uh, the rain. So it looked like a calf. Pirsasifate uh, is like spread its lips. The kaima being tahoma and it was standing between the lower depths and the upper depths. I don't really know what the other depths are. The Tahoma Ilah Amberle to the upper left depth it said Amberle said to him, Hashor me mecha le Tahoma Tata, sorry, me mecha. Hashor me mecha. Raja says, Berakia, like keep like let your water go from the top. The Tahoma Tata Amberle, Abia me mecha. To the lower depths he said, let your water flow. Shinamar just says, Hanitanim near Uba Aretz. They saw the Hanitanim are like the first flowering of buds. Uh, so I guess the idea is that uh, Rashi says here, and it's a niruba aretz kalomar. It's a little further up in the page. Shemad aschim ma'im bechag shanisuchim niruba aretz shein ba'in ela mishana lachaverta kenedzeh sheino yosei ela mishana lachana. So just like the buds only come out like a certain time of the year, so to the rains, these, these waters only come out a certain time of the year. I guess the time of uh, of uh, the uh, the nisuchamayim on uh, on Sukkot. Okay. <clears throat> now it says as follows. Last uh, small line. So the Mishnah taught us what happens if they were fasting. All of a sudden, they realized that the rain fell before Nesachama, right before sunrise that morning. Like, what are they supposed to do? Like, do they fast? Don't fast? So I tell the Rabbanim, but tells us a similar thing. So the Brayta tells us, don't complete the fast, right? If it's already raining before you start the fast in the morning, let it go. But if it's uh, the, if the, the rain comes after Nesachama, Yashlimu, then you continue the fast at the end. David Rabbi Meir, that's Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Meir kodem chatzot lo yashlimu lachar chatzot. He says same thing, but when it comes to chatzot, if it rains before it's noon, stop the fast. If it's raining after the noon, uh, afternoon time, then you continue the fast. Yes. Rabbi Yosi Meir kodem teisha shaot lo yashlimu lachar teisha lo yashlimu. He says wait till the ninth hour of the day. It's about three quarters of the day. So that's the that's the marker. Shekem matinu ba'achav melech Yisrael. This is what we find by Achav, the king of Israel. Sheit ana mitesha shaot lamala. He fasted from the ninth hour and on. Shnei says, "Haraita ki nichna Achav." Like you've been seeing, that Achav submitted. I Meaning Achav was very uh, evil, right? But he, even he submitted in the time of Eliyahu and Abi to the uh, this idea of the, uh, the the famine. So you see that he fasted even uh, up to the ninth hour. And I guess it's something sower that's the ninth hour. There, it's not really so clear. Maybe it's clearly afternoon. Okay, another story. Rabbi Yudin Nesia Gazar Taanita Biardu Lahem Gishamim. Rabbi Yudin made a declare the fast, and the rain came laachar haNeitzachama after the Neitzachama. So Sabar laAshluminu. He thought that maybe they should complete the fast, like that was what Rabbi Meir said. Amar Le Rabbi Ami. Rabbi Ami said to him, "What do you mean? Kodem Chatzo Bechar Chatzo Shaninu." Right? No, we learned that the halacha is that we go by the opinion of was it Rabbi Yudin who said before Chatzo and after Chatzo. Okay, so that's, that's the halacha, or seems to be the halacha. Um, Shmuel Hakatan Gazar Tanita. Okay, so Shmuel Hakatan is an interesting figure. Shmuel Hakatan appears in different places in Shas and Masachah Brachot. He's known uh, for instituting the Bracha Bilamal Shinim. Okay, and he uh, he's also famous for invoking the pasuk Bin Fol Oyvecha Al Tismach. Don't rejoice in the fall of your enemies. So he's Davka person who's called he's called Katan because he's very humble and he sort of realized the value of every individual person. As they said, Davka he is the person who can institute the Bracha Bilamal Shinim, which is sort of like speaking against the sort of like the enemies the Jews people but from within so it takes a special person to sort of like have that balance of on the one hand recognizing everyone's value and not being not rejoicing in their downfall but also 
praying for their downfall. It turns out, so it's uh, tough. To, okay, so Shmuel Gadol. He's a very special person. So Shmuel Gadol also instituted the fast. So the rain fell after Shkiat after after night sunset. After, after sunset. Kisferim Ha'am Lamar. No, I skipped. On, I skipped. On, I apologize. I skipped on. Uh, I don't like what. Yadulim Shamim Kodum There's two stories. So first, the rain fell before Neitzachama. So Kisferim Ha'am Lamar Shivcho Shel Tiborhu. So people thought to say, Wow, this is a great praise for our congregation that you know Shmuel got done declares the fast. We don't even start the fast yet. It rained already before it's on before it's sunrise. We're, 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 we're pretty good. Amalham Em Sholachem Mashal Lamadu Rabbi I'll give you a mashal. The Eved Shemavakesh Pras Mirabo Amalham Tnu Ve'Alashma Kolov. It's like a servant who tries to ask for like a special prize or a special thing from his master, and the master says, "Ah, eh, just give it to him. I don't want to hear him." Meaning, like, it's not that Hashem is actually likes you guys so much; it's Hashem like kind of sick of you, and he says, "I want to have to like deal with you and have you nag him." So, so we annoy Hashem into giving us rain. Exactly, exactly. That's what I seem to say, or at least that can be an attitude. Yeah. So another story, just the opposite happened. The rain fell after sunset, meaning after all the tefilot. So they had the same attitude. They said, "Oh." Maybe we say this is great. Like we dove in and we fasted all day. So this is what brought us the rain. No. I'll give you mashal. The Eved Shemavakesh prospered both. The Marlev. So they again same thing. The Eved asked for the prize and he says them. And he says, Ah, eh, hold them off for a while. I'm going to give it to them anyways. But let them like beg for it for a while and let them suffer for a little while and then after that you give it to them. So it means guys don't take so much credit. Like Hashem is going to give it to you anyways. It's just He wants to make you beg and suffer a little bit so you know don't get too full of yourselves which again makes sense with Shmuel right he's not he's very much about like not getting full of yourself he's very humble that's sort of his attitude okay the Gemara says okay but according to Shmuel Akadon like there has to be at some point where you say there is a certain praise for the Tzibor right there's a certain like a, has to be a complimentary thing so what would be the case where he would admit that like, okay this is saying something positive about the Tzibor Amar Mashiv Haruach Manashav Zika Amar Mori Degeshem Ve'atar Mitra it would be if a guy says Mashiv Haruach and the wind blows and he says Mori Degeshem and the rain falls which we saw a couple cases like that that's already a Shiv Chosh Tzibor but anything else uh, you can't really take too much credit okay I think we'll I know we're right before the end of the park, but we'll stop here and we'll continue. Um